In today's episode, we're speaking to Amy Lalabrity. Amy is the owner of My Virtual CFO. She is a trusted profitability advisor to six and seven figure business owners who are tired of being behind their books and are ready to uncover blind spots, course correction, and ultimately get more profitable. Amy is a certified life and money coach and works with business owners who seek greater confidence, unwavering drive to attract and build wealth in their business and lives. Today, we're speaking to Amy about the five bank accounts that every business needs to have as, um, as from the start in order to build a profitable business. Let's find out from Amy now. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. It's Gul Khan here, your money mindset expert. And I'm super, super excited. We've got Amy Lalabrity again. Hey, Amy. Hi, how are you? I'm really excited to be speaking to you about it. I really, really am. We had a fantastic time last time when we were speaking on Friday Feature and talking about your hero's journey and learning from you how you, you know, change your mindset, change your life. And today we have a fantastic topic, which I'm blown away about. So obviously <laughs> I talk about five bank accounts in my, you know, three steps to cash flow mastery in my system, which is for personal use, not for business purposes. But you have something, you know, which is amazing, which is the five bank accounts that every, be, every business needs to set up right from the get-go. And I'm really, I'm really intrigued to find out what your 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 take is and how you manage money in these five bank accounts. So just to before we get started, Amy, let everybody know who you are and what you do. I've already introduced you, but I want you to see you know, coming from the horse's mouth. So tell everybody what you what do you do. Sure. Well, uh, my name is Amy La Liberty. I am the owner of myvirtualcfo.co, and I work with six and seven figure business owners who are looking to uh, stop being behind on their books get more profitable and scale their business with ease, confidence, and clarity. Awesome. Fantastic. So yes, I remember that the, the, you're the virtual CFO, which I think most businesses need nowadays. Okay. Fantastic. So without further ado, let's get into these five bank accounts. So tell us, you know, tell, talk us through these five bank accounts. We want to give the na- names first and then talk individually through each of those. And we'll just take it from there. Sure. So my structure of my bank accounts is based off of um, Profit First, which is okay. a book written by Mike Michalowicz. Mm-hmm. I'm a certified Profit First professional. And so in terms of the basic implementation, there's five accounts. Okay. The first one is income. So I want you to think of that account as all of your money goes into that account. It doesn't go anywhere else. It just flows into that account. Mm -hmm. And the only time that that money flows out of your account is because it's going into one of the other four accounts that I'm about to talk to you about. Okay. So the next one is your operating expenses. So that's how you're running your business. Any expenses associated with the the general operating of your business, you, you have money that goes in there. The next one is you have money that goes into your owner's pay account. And this is the money that you use to pay yourself as the owner. Okay. And then the next one is a tax account. We love to have a tax account um, created for you so that you have tax savings available for you 
so that there's no worrying about any uh, tax bill at the end of the year. Um, you have that money put aside and saved for. And then finally, we love the notion of running a profitable business, hence mm-hmm. the phrase profit first. So you have a profit profit account. The way that we um, recommend using the profit account is if you, when you start implementing this five account bank system, if you are a business owner that is managing bank, um, that debt, whether it's um, like loan, credit card, whatever the debt is, what we recommend is you send the money into the profit account. It builds, it builds, it builds. We, you take 50% of that balance at the end of every quarter mm-hmm. and you take 99% of that and you pay down your debt. And then you take 1% and you use it to treat yourself because you are a profitable business. The whole idea of profit first is just built on the notion that 82% of businesses are operating from invoice to invoice, client Mm -hmm. to client. And so one missed uh, invoice, one aged invoice too long can create a tailspin in your cash flow. And so if you have that constraint through profit first with these five bank accounts, you're able to really make good, solid decisions and understand that you have all the money allocated. And then for the operating account, whatever's in there is what you have to run your business. So it really honors the notion of constraint. Mm, okay that is so good so let, let's let's break this down a bit more so mm-hmm. i know that um you know for, for example using my example i've got two business accounts and i have some money coming into one and some coming going to other so that's a big no-no you need to have everything coming into one bank account which which actually probably makes it a lot easier for your accountant than your bookkeeper for starters anyway but what about you know for example i, I have paypal and mm-hmm. i pay by paypal and receive by paypal and what about that? So, you know, would that, ha- you know, would I have to stop paying by PayPal and, you know, and pay through my, how would that work? Yeah. So particularly in PayPal's um, case and PayPal is a little unique. I always consider like the three, the three like merchant providers. And I know PayPal is a little bit of a unique hmm. unicorn in the three mm-hmm. that I'm about to talk about, but it's PayPal, Square and Stripe. Like those yeah. are the three most common used, I think, merchant accounts, right? Mm-hmm. But with PayPal, you have the ability to, to receive money and also to send money. Yeah. But what we are asking for you to do is in PayPal, you can set up multiple bank accounts. So if you want to receive money, you just receive it into your PayPal account. And when you want to send it over to your bank account, you send that over to the income account. Hmm. If you want to pay an invoice, then what all you're going to do is use the operating expense account to make that payment. And then in terms of the accounting side of it, you have to view PayPal as a separate account that is going to have like transactions that go in and out, but it just goes in transfers over. And I'm trying to distill this down to a really like easy digestible level. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. if you think about the movement of money and how everything has to flow, money comes in, money comes out. The same thing goes for PayPal but you may pay for something using PayPal, but then you may send the money over. And and so the way that you account for that in your bookkeeping software is very different, which is why it's really important that if you want to get this set up and you want to use PayPal to do both the receiving and paying out, that you get some instruction from a trained professional so that you know exactly how to do it. So you're not messing up your Mm. bookkeeping, number one. And number two, if you don't want to do your 
accounting anymore and that's something that you want to outsource, then you find someone who understands that, which in general, like bookkeepers and accountants know how like all the money flows. And and that's sort of the beauty of it is that they can, they know the tracking that's their area. Bookkeepers, especially that's like their area of specialty. They're tracking your money and making sure it's nice and organized for you. Mm, Okay. Okay. So basically we need to have, so that's the main one and make sure that everything's paid out from the operating account. There's no discrepancies whatsoever. So you know exactly what's paid out and how and whatnot. Okay. And then the, the thing, the next one you said was for the sex. So that's second count. The third one was for tax purposes, wasn't it? Yes. And mm-hmm. the fourth one is um, profit. So where's the fifth account? I'm lost. Owner's pay. Owner's pay. That's, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. The most important one. You have to pay oh, yourself. <laughs> okay. So those are the five banking apps, which is wonderful. Now, what advantage or what, how has this, how has the system helped your clients? Do you have any stories to relate to us, which helped them? Yeah. So, so oftentimes business owners want a very high level understanding of the the status of their money. Where is the money flowing and how is it all working out? And, you know, they don't want to go into a bookkeeping system. They don't want to go into the software, but what they do want to do is just see how much money. So when you have only one account and you open, let's say you log into your bank account and you see this pot of money, that gives you no information whatsoever. Um, whereas something with profit first in all those five accounts, what you're able to see is you can log in, you see your list of accounts, you can see how much money you have for operating expenses, and, and it allows you to see a very high level of what's happening in your business. In the US, there's a lot of um, opportunity mm-hmm. for you know different like stimulus with like SBA loans and availability of all the things. And there's, there's all these changes that are afoot at the federal level. Right. Um, And sometimes I think that there's, there's, there's concern, at least amongst my clients about, am I going to have enough money to pay for taxes? And so if you ever have a thought of like, I don't think I have enough to do this, you can log into your bank and know that that's there. So, I mean, that's in a general generality. I want to get very specific with you. Hmm. So when Clients come to me and they're looking to have a better cash flow management system. Chances are they are overspending the Mm. operating expense when, so the way that I work with my clients, this is, this is the one thing that they all seem to say, Mm. I'm doing really well in my business, but I have no money. Mm. And it's not that they have no money. It's just that the money that they've generated isn't reflected in their bank account. Hmm. And so like the first thing is, is that there's, there's a missing piece of understanding of how money flows in a business from a financial hmm. perspective. And number two, there's a very good chance that their money is being used to pay for operating expenses that they, they know, they know at like a very high level, but they just don't know like the nuts and bolts of hmm. it. So I do a um, profit assessment. And what I do is I take your financials. And I do a complete analysis over the last three years. And so I can create a trend. And then what I do is I take that, take those trends and then I insert them into like where a company of your revenue size needs to be for maximum profitability. Hmm. And I benchmark yours against that. And this is what tends to happen. Chances are the four, these four things, number one, you're not paying yourself enough. Number two, you're not saving enough for taxes. 
Number three, you're not paying yourself. You're not taking profit distributions. And number four, you're way over on operating expenses. Mm -hmm. So in order to course correct all of those things, what we need to do is, is use a target, like retarget the allocation percentages. And we do that over a very slow, intentional way. Okay. We are know from like a district, um, from like last year, the pandemic created such disruption. And if you think about that, if you, let's say that's um, a client, and this is what happens often is clients, let's say that, you know, their target allocation for operating expenses is 40%. Hmm. They're at 65%. So they need to reduce expenses by 25%. Hmm. If you were to do that over a course of 90 days, you would, you would create a downward spiral and potentially hurt your business because you try to take fast action. Hmm. So what we recommend is we do a slow recalibration over the course of six to eight quarters. Okay. So it's, so it's, it's a like slow a process. Two, yeah. It's a slow process and it's intentionally done to do so because a couple of reasons, number one, we want to make sure that this practice sticks. We want to make sure that if we're asking to do 2%, 3% reductions each quarter, that that's something that your brain will mm. allow, like will be open to. If I told you, go, listen, you need to cut 25% this quarter immediately. Mm. I think your brain would have a lot of thoughts on it would, that. Yeah, we have a breakdown. Like she would have a breakdown. Like how, mm. what, where, you know, and, and that's not possible kind of a thing. Yeah, I, I t- definitely agree with that. And I, I do appreciate this because when I talk about uh, implementing my three subs cash flow master system in the personal finance sector, it's the same thing. You start with half a percent or a percent. So I know we, this absolutely works, mm-hmm. but you need to start with baby steps and because mm-hmm. there will be resistance. And, you know, and then the, and that's where, you know, we have a mental, <laughs> mental meltdown or, um, and so forth. So, okay. So this, okay. So what happens after this, after you, so you, you make a plan for over the next two years to implement this over pretty much eight quarters mm-hmm. and, um, and what success have you seen from implementation of the system? Yeah. So I was going to get to that. So here's the thing. When clients are coming to me, they have too much in their operating expenses. So we make those reductions Hmm. as a result of that. They also tend to have credit card debt or some sort of debt. Hmm. So we start to pay down the debt. Hmm. So we're able to start really making some movements on the debt side of it and get that reduced. And then the other thing that's happening is, you know, my clients are making more money. Like their take-home pay has increased because we've made these adjustments. Mm-hmm. They're no longer stressed when it comes to tax time because they have savings set for their yeah. taxes. And um, they're profitable because they're taking profit distributions through that profit account. And the other thing is, so like in terms of that, I've had clients over the course of doing implementation completely eliminate debt. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like, like a thousand dollars debt. I'm talking mm. about fifty thousand dollars. Oh like wow! Significant debt amount. that they're paying down, mm. and it's just because all we're doing is what they tend to find is there is a lot of like, oh, I forgot that I had. I was paying for this service mm. that I don't really use, mm. and it allows them to really take a look at their numbers and make really like sound decisions in terms of like what's serving them, what's not mm. serving them, mm. and then also. They start like for, for me, the clients that I work with, it tends that there's a lot of um, payroll costs. So their team Mm -hmm. costs are also it. So then we start to look at, is there a different alternative? Like if you're working with a contractor, 
is this person better suited to flip into a W-2 in the U.S. like as an employee thing? So we start to really get down and dirty into like the strategy. And so what we're able to do is we create efficiencies and we just drive up. Like they're able to scale, pay down the debt Mm. and pay themselves more. And this just, it's, it's just organically, like I had a client, I've had multiple clients last year who have made the most money that they've ever made ever in their business. And it's their first year of implementing profit first. And it's Mm. just because they are in relationship with their money. Of course, of course. Energetically, as if you can manage money better, as long as you have a healthy and more, more um, loving relationship with money, more money will flow to you. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just love attraction one-on-one. So I, I completely understand, agree with that. So you need to have, especially as a business owner, you need to have not only just a mindset around money, but your energy around money correct. And if you are stressed about paying taxes, a lot of people are worried about making more money because of taxes. If I make more money, I have to pay more taxes, which is another really odd thing. Well, of course, if you make more money, then you should pay more taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the whole purpose behind it. But it's that, that uncertainty and that, oh, you know, would I be okay? Or would I, you know, would the government come after me? Do you, you find that a lot that when people, you know, ta- money, taxes are sorted, they seem to be more focused and more productive in the business and then they're making more money? Yeah. So, I mean, in all my cases with my clients, anyone who's implementing profit first are having banner years as a result of it. And mm-hmm. I think part of that is their mindset that they're working with someone who is a professional who understands and who has the heart of a teacher and wants to serve them and watch their business be successful for them. So I think that that's part of it. But I think the other part of it too, is the fact that they feel liberated to make more money because they have an account. So it's, you know, in our, in the land of profit first, it's 15%, no matter what your revenue number is. Mm -hmm. So if you're making 250,000, 15%, if you're making 5 million, 15%. 15%. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the percentage there is just the constant. So there's no worry about, I don't have enough money. No, like we have done the research. We have done the study. We have found that 15% of your income will in most cases support you regardless of what industry you're working in and what revenue amount you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so taxes are good, you know, like, I mean, they help, they help the, you know, the greater good. And I think as humans, we all are in this together. We all want to be mm-hmm. like helping and serving each other. You know, one of the things that I do is today's actually tax day in the United States. It's April mm-hmm. 15th. I, and so I am going to be paying my quarterly taxes for the, for the year. And what I do is I pay them. And then I go on, um, I go somewhere in the federal government world. For the last two years, I've been super focused in like anything that's health related. Hmm. And I start looking at funded, federal funded research um, in health. Hmm. And the reason why I do that is because my brain, I'm like, oh, my taxes just went and supported research. Hmm. And it's like, it just changes the dialogue. It's not like I'm, I'm giving all this money and, you know, I'm mad about it too. Like I am like supporting the next round of medical research and findings. And I am all in on that. And, you know, like just really changing the dialogue and the narrative in your head about taxes and that it's totally fine is what I do and what I advocate my clients do when it comes to paying taxes. 
Wonderful. And coming back to the percentages, so can you talk us through what percentage we should be having in each of the, you know, okay, so my revenue comes into the first account, then how much should we be allocating to the other four accounts? It depends. It Mm. depends on where you are with the real revenue number in terms of that. Because if you are a a business that is at $250,000 a year, those percentages look very different as compared to a company that is at like the one to $2 million mark. Um, But what I could do if you'd like is um, I have a table that provides those percentages that I can um, share a link with you if you'd like, and and your audience can then have that. So if they want to look at the implementation, they can see what the recommended percentages are, not the percentages they should just automatically, if they're just starting out in business, then Mm. yes, like go ahead and do that. But if you're already in existence, you really need to see where you're spending, like where Mm. the allocations are, because if you are someone like many businesses are that your operating expenses are disproportionate to what we recommend, Mm. then you're going to need to create a very strategic, slow plan to do Mm. the implementation. Okay. I mean, yes, definitely. If you give us the link and we will have this in the the show notes, we'll have it in the show notes for for the podcast and we'll have it in the, um, in the, the link in the description for the part for the YouTube videos as well. So absolutely. We'll have that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so that's really interesting. So once we, so once we realize, okay, roughly that's the amount of percentage I should be putting into these four, five bank, well, four, four, the first one is just coming, all the incomes coming through. So the other four account, four accounts, this is the amount I should be putting into it. When then you, you're saying devise or design, if you're not working with a professional like yourself, then yourself, if the individuals can do it themselves, then you should design a system where they're placing a certain amount of money into those accounts every single month. And then probably um, if, there's a, if there's a discrepancy between what they are doing and what's on the piece of paper that you're, you're going to provide, then they have to come up with some kind of a plan to get from where they are right now to going to where they are. But that's, that, that seems like, it still seems like a plan though, because now they know where, where, where they are right now, what's the status quo right now, and then where they need to aim to be, say in the next 24 months, so in the next two years, which is the eight quarters they're referring to. Mm-hmm. which is absolutely doable. If you do it incrementally, you know, over a period of next um, 12 months or eight or 24 months, it's absolutely doable, right? It's totally doable. I mean, I've watched, like I've, I've done it repeatedly with my clients where they, we come in, there's 25% of operating expenses that needs to be taken out. And yeah. what ends up happening, I don't recommend this as like, this is what you should do when you start implementing. But what I have found is once my clients get started, if I'm recommending a 2% reduction in the first quarter, they tend to find like 4%. Right. And so then like, it becomes like, as soon as like they have the plan and like it clicks, yeah. then it's like, okay, I got this. I can do this. And they tend to reach it faster than the six or eight quarters, but that's not like, you know, I'm not asking for people to be overachievers or anything like that. I'm just asking to be like intentional and make sure that it aligns with what you're trying to do. If you are in scale growth mode, it may be a little bit more challenging for you to make cuts if you're like making commitments to different to different projects in order to scale your business. So, you know, 10% decrease in Q like in the first quarter is not something that you're going to want to do, mm-hmm. but if you trust in the plan, it works. There's so many businesses that are pr- more profitable 
that have completely changed their business in terms of like, they've got more team, they've got 18 players, they've got, they're paying themselves more money than they've ever paid before. And they're not stressed about taxes. Hmm. So it's like, it's like, can you imagine a world, your world where like, none of that is a problem. You're like, oh my gosh, I got this. And that's, what's possible when you implement something as simple as that. And I'm sure the same thing goes for you when on the personal finance side, when you're doing that kind of an implementation and you just know that there's a plan and that if you just stick to the plan, the results are just going to come naturally. It's just, you have to have the belief. Yes. The energy has to be correct first before it shows up in the physical 3G world. I, 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 I talk about that all the time. Okay, so this is a really, really, really powerful system, um, Amy. I really am excited about this because I think this would help so many, especially startups. I think even in, in, and then I think this may be the, the core reason why I see a lot of six-figure in some seven figures, but especially six-figure entrepreneurs struggling because they make so much money, but they don't know where it goes. And they're like, I don't know where it went. And I remember in my early days, I was like, but I'm just a bit very, I'm just very cautious where money is now. So I'm more into investment. So I take a lot of it and put into investment. Mm-hmm. But I remember early days, it was the same thing. I didn't know where it went out and the money was going. And it was just like, I was making money just to spend it. <laughs> and I wasn't spent at spendthrift, but I couldn't work it out. But then with a plan like yours that we just described, it would actually put in black and white where money's coming, where is it going? And if there's a discrepancy between the, the amount that should be spent and the one that, the amount that is being spent, then you can work around it and you can make, find a ways to cut that down, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I think the other thing too is that, so there's like the bookkeeping system that every business has, should have, right? Mm-hmm. And that they do have in essence because you need that information to file your taxes. So yeah. like, it's like, regardless of how you're getting the information, there's that, but then this system is built on top of it. Now you can easily do the allocation and the percentages. And once you know exactly what you, where you need to be, it's all super easy. Mm. And every month you should be looking at your business financials, running the reports. And if you're not the person doing it, then somebody, the person that's the, the money person on your team or your bookkeeper or accountant, if you're outsourcing that function, um, they should be sending you reports and there should be like, there are very specific questions that you should be able to answer every single time, because what that's going to do is then create the understanding and learning that, you know, exactly what's happening with your money. Hmm. It's, you should never say if at the end of the month, there is, let's say that you have a profit of on an income statement, there's a profit of $5,000 and you made $10,000 that month. And you had a profit of $5,000, the $5,000 that was spent, that number should all be organized. And you should know exactly what happened. Like, I don't mean like, Oh, I went out to lunch with blah, 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 Hmm. you know, but more of like, I understand exactly how I spent this money. Hmm. I understand where my cash was flown into and I like, I, I fundamentally understand that. And that is not something that is hard to learn hmm. because that's like just how you understand numbers. I think a lot of people hear things like balance sheet, uh, income statement, cash flow summary. Like, what is your gross profit percentage versus your net profit percentage? And for someone like me, I'm like, yeah, that all makes sense. I understand what that is. But what's really understanding is can you tell the story of your money? in any time period. Mm. 
Hmm. And if the answer is no right now, then that's where like, that's your journey is to really understand how the money is coming in and how is it going out? Because once you start to understand all of that, and then you have the profit first system built on top of it, you're going to have such clarity and confidence around your money. It's never going to be in a scarcity mindset. You'll make decisions. You will no longer do that complete abundance and you have your own back. Um, there's so much confidence that comes as a result of understanding your numbers. Growth and money will just organically come to you because mm. you're dialed in on that. Oh, I, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Because if you don't know where your numbers are, if you don't know where you are right now, how do you know if you've grown? And if so, how much? Uh, I think that's vital, absolutely vital. So on that note, we're going to wrap up. Amy, where can we connect with you and how can we find you? Sure. So if you go to www.myvirtualcfo.co forward slash Facebook, I have a free Facebook group that is called Confident Money Matters. And we talk all the things of money. And so if you go there, I do weekly Facebook lives, you can check it out. Um, And then if you just head to my website, you can see how I work with people. And um, if any of that resonates, then we should get in touch. Wonderful, wonderful. And for those listening, I all the all the links that um, Amy has just mentioned, and including the link for the the download of the of the the spreadsheet or the 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 table of con, uh, the table of um, you know allocation of, of funds we will have that in the in the show notes if you listen this if you listen to this on the podcast you will have this on the show notes and if you are watching this on YouTube down below you will find the links to everything that Amy's mentioned along with the table of content as well well on that note thank you so much Amy you have been amazing I love this system I think it's brilliant I think it's it's required and I think it's um, not enough entrepreneurs pay attention to their numbers especially the finances I think oh, that's the accountant they'll deal with it but you as an owner um, as a business owner as an entrepreneur really have to pay attention to your numbers and maybe not know to the last penny where it's spent but roughly have a good idea so that your accountant can do the most of it but you need to be on top of your finances and I really do believe that when you are that is when your business grows exponentially and this is probably the reason why the people who have worked with you have grown so incredibly over the, over the mm-hmm. period of 12 months so definitely <laughs> definitely I think I need to check you out myself and go and um, hire you myself actually because I think that I could do with the help All right okay thank you so much Amy we'll have to have you back and there's certainly so many more things you can talk to us about actually so we'll have you we'll have to have you back on our money talk you're going to talk about something else helping us as entrepreneurs uh, build a business for those listening thank you so much for joining me and Amy I I will be back on another money talking segment talking to some another amazing individual who can help us um, have been you know, have strategies or methodologies or ways that can help us build our businesses faster stronger and be more empowered until the next time we meet this is Gola Khan signing off take care and bye for now if you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. 
Until the next time we meet, this is Go Khan. Take care and bye for now.